We're back after seven weeks, Rob. Welcome back. Oh, it, it does not feel like seven weeks, I can tell you. <laughs> You've been, have These... you been busy? Have you been doing something? Has there been like a small person introduced to your home? What, what's going on? Yes, there, there is a small human in my home. Um, and this, I don't think this is going to be a surprise. Children need a lot of attention. They do, um, especially it's... when they're less than two months old. Yes, they uh, they need a lot of attention, and they seemingly don't need a lot of sleep. Um, <laughs> True. Well, they have opportunities to sleep throughout the day, unlike you know we adults who are, I guess, expected to do jobs and earn a living and things like that. Right, I, I'm missing my like you know I need my ten to twelve hours beauty sleep, and it's just not happening. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Well, well, congratulations. Uh, and and I'm, it's good to hear that everybody's doing well and is at home, and you've been uh, learning the, the daddy ropes, I, I take it, and, and getting oh, yeah. all acclimated to having a third person in your household, which is always a big adjustment, but uh, congrats. Thank you. Yeah, the uh, it's the cats are struggling to adjust more. I think. Oh, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> pets do have an issue with that. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, wow. they're they're getting there now, but um, they're not a fan of the crying. Uh, I've done oh, not, I bet. Not to, not to say that I am. Um, it's not my favorite. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but cats they kind of wear it on their sleeves, don't they? They just they let you know that they don't they don't appreciate the noise unless they're the ones exactly. the ones unless they're the ones making it. I suppose, but. Oh, uh, yeah, there's definitely been some situations where I have a child crying and I have two cats crying at me because they also want dinner. Yes, everybody wants dinner, everybody wants attention, and yes, definitely, definitely. Well, well, here we are back on Ruminate, and you know what? We had a little hard, we had a little bit of difficulty getting the show started because audio issues, because and, and mostly down to me because that while you were away. I had a giant lightning storm in my neighborhood. My mm-hmm. Mac Studio got zapped through the Ethernet cable and fried, oh. fried the. Uh, it, it didn't. It didn't kill the Mac, but mm-hmm. the Ethernet went out and then it came back. But it only came back at like one twentieth the speed. I took it in. I, there's a whole long saga. I've told parts of this on App Stories, but back and forth with the Apple Store. At the end of the day, I got the logic board. The bot, the power bus, and the Ethernet card, all replaced, which basically leaves with me with an entirely new Mac Studio, except for the fans and the chassis. So, I was going to say that's basically a new computer at that point. Yeah, <laughs> it is because so much is on the logic board, of course. You know, all the memory and the CPUs and the GPU and all that and the storage. And you know, I will say that I do wonder sometimes: should I buy Apple Care? And with this machine, since this was over, this was an over three thousand dollar Mac Studio purchase. Mm-hmm. Not a not a small purchase, even by my standards of buying too many gadgets. Uh, I yeah. thought, you know, I ought to get the 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 Apple Care because this really is my primary computer for everything I do. And I'm really yeah. glad I did because these repairs would have been about fifteen hundred dollars between labor Ooh. and parts. Yeah, it would have been a really, really expensive bolt of lightning if it hadn't been for that. And, you know, I think the, the Apple Care on this, I actually chose the the annual thing. They have an option mm-hmm. now where you can kind of like pay it all up front, for a few, which would I think, if I remember right, would have been a few hundred dollars. Or I could pay it 
annually. And so I chose annually because I thought, well, maybe after a couple of years, I'll just let it go and it'll end up being cheaper yeah. that way. And so it's about 70 a year, I think. And I've more than paid for that um, with this one repair along with, you know, so it's, I'm, I'm glad I did it. Um, I had some frustrations with dealing with geniuses and repairs, but eventually I got it, I got it escalated over the phone and I basically, I think got someone in support from their phone system, Apple's phone system to read the Apple store, the riot act, because basically the first time I went, they replaced the ethernet board. They tested it to see the data was going through it, but they didn't test the speed. And so when I got right. it home, it was the exact same problem because it wasn't the board itself, I don't think. I think it was the connection to the logic board or the, or something that was really the problem. And ultimately, that's why they had to replace everything. Um, and now it works 100% fine. But as a result of that, I had to restore from a backup. And restoring from a backup, from a time machine backup, using... Uh, you know, the migration assistant, it works really well. It takes forever. Like I started on a Saturday late afternoon and it, you know, you have to be really patient because you, you read online all the problems people have. And most of them are people don't wait long enough because, you know, my backup drive is just one of these laptop drives that is uh, USB-C powered. So it, it's just not a fast, it's not a fast drive. I use it because I don't really need a fast drive for backups and, it's small and relatively quiet, so it doesn't bother me while I'm working, but to recover from it takes a long time. So it was like an hour and a half or two hours before it even recognized the drive. <clears throat> and then when it initially started um, the restoration process, it said it was going to take 27 hours. <laughs> now, it did not take that long. I went to bed with it barely barely having made any progress by the time I went to bed Saturday night. But by Sunday morning when I got up, it had finished sometime during the night. And then I was resetting everything up. And while it works really well, the migration assistant, for the most part, what it doesn't get is all the things you have to log into, obviously, you know, web services. Uh, it doesn't get things like my Skype settings or my, you know, there are various things that were just a little off. Or it also, because so much of the guts of this was replaced, it, everything recognizes it as a new machine. So if there's like a like a banking website you go to and they say, we don't recognize this computer. Oh no, you know, so everything takes a little bit longer. And it's been like this for a week now where I've been... Uh, or like four or five days now where I'm slowly but surely, it's a little bit like starting a Mac from scratch, but it it's getting there. And the latest thing was trying to get Skype to work, um, which was a little bit of a hassle when you and I got on the line together. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, as far as we know, it still is not working. Um, we switched to Zoom, um, which I think that's what all the cool podcasters are doing now, right? We're yeah, it's what all the Zoom. kids, it's what all the kids are doing these days. Um, and, I get why, mainly because the the call quality is pretty good, mm -hmm. you, and you can record the session through Zoom. The thing with Zoom is, I mean, you know, we were we were cheapskates. Uh, Skype's free, so it has that going for it. Um, we ended up with like Mac Story stuff subscribing to Zoom because we had other reasons to use it too. But I don't know. I mean, I think Skype's fine, but I don't know. Skype Skype doesn't feel like it gets a lot of love from Microsoft, so it's probably best to get off of it anyway. Well, when I opened it before we recorded, 
what popped up. Oh, this is Bing in Skype. It was their stupid AI thing. And it was like, ask oh, me a really? question. And I'm like, go away. I don't want this. Like, it didn't just pop up. It came through as if, like, Bing had sent me a message, like, with a notification. And everyone oh, was like, yeah. come on, really? Yeah. I don't need that. I don't, you know, do whatever. It's, it's a tool, but I don't really need it in Skype. I can't even imagine how that's useful to anybody. But yeah, I agree. here we are. Here we are. Here we are. So, so what, no more uh, Skype. I'm very happy about that. So, <laughs> I want to talk to you about grilling and pizza ovens again because we that was where we left off seven weeks ago. Yes, it was. Yeah, we left off with. Uh, I'm just checking the show notes. We spoke about the the new Uni Volt, which is the the all electric indoor. Right, right. And at some point after we had that that we published that episode the reviews of it came out and I saw one on TechCrunch and I saw one on Engadget and a few places here and there. And I thought, hmm, this looks really good. And, you know, electric, simple, clean, easy, you know, don't have a lot of pellets. Don't have, I thought maybe I'll get one. Maybe I'll get one of these because, you know, summer's around the corner. And I, then I looked at the photos in Engadget and this thing covered the entire surface of a four burner stove in a house yeah it is it is a tank it's an absolute tank yeah you know i was i I mean obviously it's it's designed to make 12 inch pizzas right so it's got to be of a certain size however because of all the insulation and things i I guess is the way they get it up to the high temperatures that they do using electricity it it's really, really, really big. I mean, it's it's much bigger than I realized. And it's just, I don't have room for that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I mean, like I have the, the wood pellet one, the, yeah. whatever the cheapest 12-inch one is that they do the wood pellet. You know, and it, and it has to be of a certain size purely because of the way, you know, the, the fire goes through and the heat and stuff like that. So it's fairly long. And I, I get the impression that the, or it certainly looks like the vault is, is at least terms of sort of the the... The, the the space it's taking up in terms of width and length is about the same as, as as the one that I've got, and it's like I couldn't get that on a counter in my house. There's there's no counter in my house. I could maybe get it on my dining room table. Um, you know, I'd, yeah. I don't have a I don't have a beautiful central island like Uni keeps showing <laughs> on the, on their promotional videos. Like, yeah. which yeah, fine. People have central islands, but you also don't want to keep that thing there all the time. No, it's a pizza oven after all, and yes, you could make other things in it, but it really is not probably something you're going to use every day. So, it's not like having a little toaster oven or a coffee machine or whatever it happens to be. Um, it does take up a lot of space. So, no, I have not gotten a pizza oven, but I did. By an electric grill, which I'm sure some some people will like be horrified by the fact that I'm using electricity instead of like, you know, charcoal or gas <laughs> or whatever it happens to be. Because people, you know, it, people are very particular about their, their barbecuing. But for me, this was a matter of space and convenience. And Weber, which is a big American barbecue uh, brand here in the U.S. They Pretty just sure it's take- the only barbecue brand that I know. Okay, is <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, you know, there are there are others, but they are by far the biggest one. And actually, you know, fun fact: they were their headquarters was very close to where I used to live in Illinois, and they had a a Weber barbecue restaurant in a town not far from me, and it was quite quite a good restaurant. But in any event, Weber came out with a line called the Lumen, which I liked because it reminded me of Severance because it was 
it was I-N instead of O-N, but it's the Lumen Electric Grill. And they have two sizes. I got the smaller of the two because it's usually just me and Jennifer. And it can get it can get up to like 600 plus degrees, which is pretty respectable for an electric grill that's, you know, not super well insulated. And it looks a little bit like a metal suitcase on a little table. Um, but it works really well. It's got uh, these little grates that are non-stick, which are relatively easy to clean. And I think I'm going to barbecue on it tonight. Have a little barbecue chicken with some Carolina vinegar barbecue sauce because that's that's the thing down here in North Carolina is a vinegar-based barbecue sauce. Very tangy. Ooh, that does sound nice. Is this the this is the compact one, is it? The smaller the compact, version? Yes. The, this is cute. Look yeah, at that. I, I debated about it quite a bit <laughs> as to what size to get. And I'm glad that I went. I got the, the little stand that goes with it too, which... Is I, the barbecue is better than the stand? The stand is not like super. You, you wouldn't want to put a ton of stuff on it besides the barbecue, like the little shelf, because it's a little, it's a little flimsy. It's a little flimsy, but it works. And um, and the the grill is quite good. We haven't cooked on it that much yet. I think we did we did burgers. We, we christened it with burgers, and then we did chicken one night with some asparagus. And some broccolini and stuff. So yeah, we've been happy with it so far. It's, I mean, especially down here in the summer when it gets really, really hot. It, when you know making dinner a hot dinner, you really don't want to do it in the house because it's just like so hot here anyway that you, if you can cook outside, it's wonderful. So we're going to try to move some of that to the to the great outdoors onto our balcony and uh, and let the let the smells waft to the neighbors. There you go. Yeah, out on your balcony, just like the uh, the product shot here with the sunset. It looks yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it, it's um, it's designed for people in apartments and condominiums, and that's basically us now. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I do you know I've not even heard of or seen electric barbecue. I mean, obviously, it makes sense now I think about it. Yeah, um, I think they're relatively new, and I think they've been there's been a big uptick in sales of them in part because of people concerned about climate and you know burning stuff um and they also i think are relatively inexpensive to run just in terms of they don't use a lot of a ton of electricity and weber had an earlier line of these but this one is kind of more compact that's why that's why i was uh i went with that so i don't know yeah so far, I'm, so uh, good. I'm down a little rabbit hole now there's uh Excuse my clicking, um, but yeah, there's a few <laughs> different. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong; like the the price for the the one that you've got actually seems pretty reasonable, um, even with the stand. Sort of, I think it's about four fifty five hundred over here. Um, and then, but then I'm looking around, and they're like suggesting all these different brands of electric grills. Um, there's also this seven and a half thousand pound outdoor, uh, <laughs> yes. outdoor oven uh, yes. with six burners and a sink and a fridge in it. Um, so yes. yeah, I, you can go overboard I, with outdoor with outdoor equipment for sure. Yeah, I mean, this is just building a kitchen in your garden. Like this is not this is not for the UK. I can tell you that much. No, <laughs> it's certainly, we, we actually had neighbors who had some kind of setup like that in Illinois, and I never understood it because the climate just wasn't really conducive to that. I mean, it's you know you weren't living in Northern California. They had a they had a bar and they had an outdoor TV, and you know the thing about outdoor TVs. I actually looked into these because they set up our balcony with power so it's like positioned for a, an outdoor tv no oh, interesting outdoor tvs super mm-hmm. expensive for a tv that's really not a very nice tv 
Yeah, um, that doesn't surprise me. And we're not. I mean, because they got to make them like dust and you know weatherproof, and and we're not really like people to sit outside and watch you know football or something. So it, it it's not something that really appeals to us. But I did kind of look at it. I thought me, of course, I thought, well, you know, I could sit on the balcony and play uh, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> of course, that's what you thought. <laughs> I just, how do I how do I waterproof my switch? You know, that kind of thing. Oh, if if only the switch was like portable or something, that would. Uh... <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, I've been. I yeah. I've got a whole potential setup for. Uh, basically, I went through all of this whole thought process about outdoor entertainment, and then I realized, you know, what's best for this? The iPad Pro. <laughs> In the Magic Keyboard stand, it's 13 inches. It's big enough. Put it on the little coffee table. Sit on the t- the couch outside and and watch some shows. I mean, it you know, it it can airplay to a speaker like a Sonos speaker or something. It's it's a pretty good. That's a pretty good solution compared to most other things. Oh, this um this website I've got open, they've just popped up, so I can get twenty pound off that outdoor uh, kitchen. So, <laughs> oh, twenty you know. pounds! Wow, that's generous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really. Uh, I'm not sure I can afford to wait. I... <laughs> that's true. That, um, you're just twenty pounds away from spending seven thousand. I know. All right, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I'm actually glad you've mentioned this, but this barbecue because we, me and Jess, were discussing this. We've been doing, you know, some pizzas as we all want to do, right? Because uh, the weather's been a bit nicer. Um, and we thought oh, it'd be quite, quite nice to get a barbecue, like something small, um, so yep. something like this might, because we're not necessarily people who are going to entertain a lot or anything like that. But you know, it might be nice to um, have a, especially if it's electric, because I don't have to worry about coal or gas or any of that nonsense. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty self-contained and neat and tidy. And I read a review where this person who is a reviewer, they're they're their test for a barbecue is how many slices of white bread can I fit on it? Which I actually thought was kind of a, a handy thing because you see a picture, you see a picture of the grill and it has 12 slices of sandwich bread on it. And I thought, Oh, well that actually gives me a pretty good frame of reference for thinking about how much could you actually fit on this thing. And, um, and so that compact one can fit 12 slices of bread, I guess, but yeah, it, it's perfectly fine for, you know, two people, you know, a family of maybe three or four even. Um, it, it's not going to be something you want to feed a crowd with, but uh, but it works pretty well for day-to-day for just a, a few people. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, it's, it's funny you mentioned the uh, the pizza oven and outdoor cooking because I, I did some pizzas uh, a couple of weeks ago. With the weather started getting a bit nicer, so I, d- uh-huh. I did some. Uh, usual dough recipe that I used last year, and it wasn't it wasn't great. I, I was I was not amazingly happy with it. So I started watching some videos online, um, just some more videos about making dough and, and ingredients and stuff like that. And now I'm down a rabbit hole of like, right, I can only buy Italian ingredients now. Oh, of course, um, you, you know. have to get this. The, you have to get the artisanal flour and the the right yeast and all that stuff, right? Right. So I'm ordering like Italian yeast and. F- flour semolina i i was looking at ordering like a two kilogram block of aged mozzarella the other day um so, <laughs> <laughs> wow so it's i'm gonna i'm looking at like making my own sauces and like freezing nice. those so they're ready um so yeah i'm really down a rabbit hole now so uh nice. i'm doing doing some pizzas again this weekend on on saturday for some friends so we'll uh we'll see how that one goes very good very good are you excited about tears of the kingdom the new zelda game coming out i i assume not because you're not much of a zelda person are you 
I was a Zelda person until Breath of the Wild, which I think, mm. you know, this is a this I think this is a thing that's been discussed to no end. Like the game is so very different from it is a yeah. lot of the older older Zelda games. I, I think I I can't remember how long I played Breath of the Wild for, maybe ten, twenty hours. Um and it didn't click with me. Um but I I did watch the trailer for the for the new one and it it looks like a lot of fun and I'm glad that you know, the likes of you, Federico, the people who absolutely love this game are getting a sequel to it. Like, that's that's yeah. just nice because people are excited. Yeah, yeah. No, it, to me, what I'm excited about most, is, I guess two things. One is I picked up Breath of the Wild again recently just to kind of get myself used to the control scheme again because, you know, Nintendo control schemes are always a little are a little different than a lot of other games. And I wanted to kind of be ready and and I was pleasantly surprised by how much I really enjoyed playing it again. And and then the, the final trailer came out for the game and I was just kind of blown away by the the way you can kind of they, they've they've done a, a very I think a very interesting take on crafting where, you know, you can basically mash any two things together and do some crazy crazy stuff. It's like a very creative game in that way. And I'm kind of looking forward to that because I think that'll I think that's the kind of game that I'll like a lot. But um, it's uh, you know it's only like not it's barely two weeks away at this point, which is pretty cool. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I I did pick up Advance Wars one and two last weekend, which I only just began begun playing because I really I felt like that would be a nice short game that I could kind of play in spurts and that would kind of bide my time until uh, Zelda came out. And it's pretty fun too, but I I can't say I mean I can't really definitively recommend it only because I haven't played a ton past the uh, the tutorial. But you know it's a turn based game has some elements of like tower defense type games in it, and I usually don't like those kind of turn based strategy games. But this one actually clicked with me a little bit more than most of them do. So I've been kind of enjoying playing that too. Any uh, any games on your roster these days? I can tell you now I haven't played games for about six weeks, which... Um... <laughs> oh fancy that. Coincidence? Yeah, I, I, mean, I think not. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, the, the, I mean, I'm still playing through The Last of Us. You know, I'm halfway through that, the PS5 remaster. Oh, yeah. I'm halfway, I'm halfway through Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and I really want to play the Horizon Forbidden West DLC. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know when I've got time for it. So I'm just, you know, it's fine. It's digital. So if I do have time, I can just buy it and get it downloaded. Yeah, it should be fine. Um, and, and I think, so of the, you know, you've got two Horizon games and now two lots of DLC. This is the first time I've not played on release day, um, <laughs> which is, I really just want to play it. But, you know, trying to find even a couple of hours to play it is not. You know, I can probably give up sleep, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, you um. could, but, but yes, I know, I know, I know where you're at with that for sure. I didn't have a lot of game time either, and that uh, that Horizon DLC though, it sounds pretty good from what the little bit I've read about it. It sounds like uh, people really like it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's exactly what you know. I I just love those games. Um, I just have so much fun playing them. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, they are good. As soon as I as soon as I find some time, whenever that will be, I'll, I'll just buy it. Because um, yeah. it's you know whatever the DLC costs, I don't even look to be honest. <laughs> I'll just buy it whenever it comes out. Yeah, well, uh, whenever, it can't be as I've got time. It can't be as much as Tears of the Kingdom seventy dollars game. I mean, 
games have gotten kind of ridiculous at this point. I mean, I, I mean, it, it's a big game. There are people who are saying that the open world is bigger than Elden Ring, that it's like, you know, it's just, it's just an immense, immense game, which really is not an attraction to me in a lot of ways, only, only because I just don't have the time to sink, um, you know, hundreds of hours into a video game. I actually kind of like self-contained games a lot better, but this one is a little different. I mean, I think I'll enjoy it anyway, and I'll probably play it more than most games this year. Uh, if it's as good as the previews that came out as we record this seem to suggest. So yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I, I, I remain a little bit uh, skeptical of, oh, the world's bigger because my my memory of Breath of the Wild, at least, is there are a lot of sections that feel very empty. Um, yeah. It's, so, so they're making it, you know, I'm sure they've made changes and stuff like that, you know, because it's been quite a few years now. But, like, the base, you know, the Breath of the Wild, they go, oh, it's bigger in the new game. I'm like, okay, but there was loads of stuff where there was just nothing around. <laughs> where, um, where, where you were very happy to have fast travel because you didn't just want to walk across long expanses of nothing. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I, I'm sure part of it is just it's just by design. You know, this is the game they're making. And then, you know, you've got the question of the limited Switch hardware at this point. Um, you know, however, what are we, five years into the Switch? Six years? Six um, at this point, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they've really did a new version of it. Um, but They really do. The hardware... They need rough. a new version of it, but they also... They need... So they need some kind of flagship game to sell it to people. Um, yeah, you know, that's true. I, I, it, I wouldn't be surprised if Tears of the Kingdom becomes that game if it comes soon, quote-unquote. Um, but, you know, who knows? I don't know what Nintendo are up to. I feel like I never do. Well, yeah, that was Breath of the Wild, I mean, to it, right? Because that was that was available on the last system as well. And, and I think that Tears of the Kingdom will benefit from that in the sense that it's not having to be backwards compatible to the Wii, mm-hmm. um, of course. The Wii U, so it it's uh, it doesn't have to be backwards compatible to another system. So it looks like it's a little bit nicer, and I I still think Breath of the Wild is one of the nicer looking games on the Switch already, even though it was like a you know a launch game, uh, you know, especially when you compare it to something like some of the Pokemon like the Pokemon games, which are look pretty rough. Especially Scarlet looks really <laughs> rough in spots. To be honest, it's just it's just it is embarrassing at this point. Not even for them, like it just. I don't know. The gameplay is good, and the problem is they sell a bajillion copies of Pokemon, regardless. Yeah, um, that's not a good like... excuse, though. But you know, it's like it's it's like it's like couldn't you design like a a, a reasonable texture for the rock walls, or you know, or the gra- whatever it happens to. Be. It's like you look at it. It's like well. That's probably just like, I don't know, uh, you know, a, re- a repeated stamp of a of a grid of images <laughs> that that's a plastered on all these walls everywhere. Couldn't you have at least taken the time to make it look? It doesn't have to look bad on the switch. The switch <laughs> the switch has okay resolution, and some of the oh, yeah. some of the textures and things in like Scarlet are unbelievably mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, yeah, it's. But, uh, I know. Well. What are you going to do? These are, we're not uh, moaning about the Switch. Wow, that's very original of us. 
Yeah, no, I know. Although, you know, and it's the thing, though, it, they really do. I think they do need to get to the new hardware re- relatively soon. I mean, I'm not like a, a diehard Switch fan, but I feel like I haven't played it very much in the last year. I mean, I pick it up here and there, and lately I've been picking it up again because I've kind of been thinking about and getting ready for Tears of the Kingdom. But I spent most of 2022 playing the PS5 and the and the Xbox and not touching the Switch at all. Yeah. So we'll see how yeah. it goes. We'll see how it goes. We will. We will indeed. All right. Well, cool. It's good to be back in the saddle with you, Rob. Good to have you back. Oh, yeah. We are back. We're back, and we will actually be back in two weeks. So. All right. All right. Well, we will, we will talk to everybody again 